did y'all think that I was gonna leave you hanging in the midst of reality TV history? Nah, y'all got me fucked up. All right, so I'm gonna walk it back a little bit or explain. I have watched Vanderpump Rules since the series began because I was familiar with LVP, Lisa Vanderpump from Beverly Hills, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I have met Lisa and I used to go clubbing with the cast of Vanderpump Rules. So when I say that I used to go clubbing with the cast of Vanderpump Rules, I mean that I would go to events with the cast of Vanderpump Rules. I have been at one of the clubs that they have filmed at while they were filming. And with reality TV, they have to repeat the scene over and over so that the people filming can get multiple takes. And that was so crazy to watch. And that is why Kim Kardashian did say, people don't like to work, get off your fucking ass and work. Because these reality shows are a lot harder than you would think as a viewer. They are filming the same scene repeatedly with the same dialogue. So um, I'm familiar with the cast-ish, and I've interviewed them, and um, Ariana is the best. She's the greatest. She's the sweetest. She is absolutely gorgeous, body banging, just a good time. Like, Ariana is someone that you want to be friends with. She's just down. Like, she's just what you want your girl to be. Stunning, fun, funny, smart, opinionated. Um, so, but when I mention Ariana, though, I've only interviewed her once, only met her once at an event. Um, but I, I did really like her. My impression was that I really liked her. And so that is a little bit of my background with the cast of this show. Um, and so now you already know what's what's been going on with um, Scandal. I would like to recap the season 10 thus far. And then I also will do separate episodes about Scandal. But this episode will be about the episode recaps for episodes one through seven of season 10. It is one twenty PM right now. Pacific. That's how much I feel that this topic needs to be covered. Season 10. We see that Raquel is devastated that James has moved on three weeks after she dumped him. Um, we also learn in season 10 that Raquel Never wanted to dumb James. She had to, though. She had to choose her family or James because James made very vicious and nasty comments about her mother and her father. And I really don't know why. Like, why is James so messy? Why does he really insult people as badly as he did? She said, because I, I rewatched to do this, Raquel said that, um, James said, of course, that his her dad is miserable. Raquel's dad is miserable because he's married to a fat bitch that's her mom. And James also said that Raquel's dad was not a good dad. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want the person I'm with talking about my family like that. So I would have to choose my family. So, you know, for whatever reason, James just 
there is no line with him with what he will say. And you can't talk like that about your fiance's family. <laughs> like, woo, I don't know what is wrong with with James. Why? He just seems so um so nasty. I mean, it's gr- he's great for TV, obviously, but you don't have to go there. And like Raquel's mom is not fat. It just it's all weird. And I saw a comment on Instagram yesterday, somebody saying that Raquel has thirty million dollars and that's why Sandoval wants her. And I like messaged back, I was like, How does she have thirty million dollars? So I have no idea. I guess Raquel has a lot of money. I have no clue. But that was interesting. That would explain a lot. Um, Anyway, so we see that Lala is on a campaign to slam her baby daddy, Randall Emmett. But what Lala is not recognizing is that Lala is the one who looks a fool. Lala is the one who looks dumb. Not Randall. More on that later. So Sandoval's mom gave him a quarter of a million dollars to invest in Schwartz and Sandy's. That is a flex. I am jealous as hell. When I hear two, when I hear Sandoval saying his mom gave him a quarter of a million dollars, in my mind, I am doing the math on how I would divide that money and what I would do with it. Like, I am jealous. Um, and Sandoval would not even need that money if he wasn't spending all of his coins on a stupid ass Tom Sandoval and the most extras. My, oh my God. Okay. Let me not, I'm getting worked up. It's too, it's way too early in the, in, in this recap slash review for me to be getting worked up like this. So then James, he won't stop parading his adorable girlfriend, Allie around he is so codependent, and he has a type. He loves skinny bitches. Now, James is one of the most fat-phobic people that I have ever seen on reality television. He would tell Katie that she's fat, when Katie clearly is not fat. He dated um, Kristen, who is extremely skinny. If you think the bitch looks skinny on TV, you should see what she looks like in person. Okay? Dated Kristen, very skinny. Dated Raquel, skinny. Dating Allie, skinny. He's super fat phobic and he looks very naturally thin himself. So it's like, why are you so obsessed with what other people weigh? Is also um, commented on Randall being fat, I think. So it's just, he's very obsessed with it. So he has a type. Like, if you want to be with James, you have to be skinny. So I hope anybody who ends up with James never gains a pound because it's going to be a problem. So, um, James loves his bitches skinny with brown hair and brown eyes, even though James has really pretty blue eyes. Um, and I'm not someone who's into blue eyes, but I'm, I'm gonna call a spade a spade when I see somebody with beautiful eyes, whether they're blue, green, or brown. So then Sheena is obsessed with getting Schwartz to start fucking again, and it's weird. She keeps saying that she wants Schwartz to get a Schwartz back, and... I don't understand why Sheena is writing so hard for Schwartz or why she's writing so hard for Raquel. I think she feels a little ostracized from the group and it's it's just weird to see. It's like the way that Sheena is really pushing 
girls onto Schwartz. Like, to me, I think that's problematic. I really do. It's she, she takes it too far. So then we see that Tom does Sheena's podcast where Sheena's asking him about his divorce. And I'm on Katie's side with this. It's just, it feels disrespectful and invasive. And, like, maybe Katie doesn't want to hear this. And she doesn't want him opening up on her friend's podcast about her divorce. Even, um, so Katie is clearly struggling. Like, Katie pulled the trigger, but I think Katie is very bitter about the fact that she had to pull the trigger. You know, because she realized, like, Tom, just, he's not going to change. He's not going to make her happy. And, and I think it's for the best that they separated, but she's definitely that recovery period. There's always a recovery period after a breakup, and especially after 12 years. Um... So then James tells Raquel that his new girlfriend, Allie, is the love of his life. TMI. I could not handle my ex standing in my face and telling me that their new bitch is the love of their life. Like, just don't you don't got to be so brutal. If that's the case, then time will tell if that's the love of your life. But get out my face with that shit. So I just feel for Raquel, like she's just being bombarded by her ex and his new bitch, and she's very much so not over her breakup. Okay, so I just put my phone on airplane mode because I'm like, y'all are going to be hearing a soundtrack of texts and shit, and I don't want y'all to go through that. So then um, Lala tells Raquel that she slept with James in the beginning of Raquel's relationship with James. The problem with this is Lala has always hated Raquel because it's very obvious that Lala has feelings for James and they haven't gone anywhere. I feel that James has evolved, though. I feel that James is over Lala. And a lot of that was probably James seeing Lala be with um, Randall. Like, I would never want to follow Randall. Like, I would look at Lala differently. Um, but regardless, it's like Lala clearly has it. Like, it's just obvious, like female to female. It's obvious that Lala has feelings for James, even when she casually said, like, um, I might take, take you away from her or no, no, no. Lala told, remember James in, in season 10, she said something like, um, maybe I'll take, um, maybe I'll take you away from her or something like that. Like. Lala, and she also was talking to Lisa Vanderpump about sleeping with James. And it's like, Lala, honey, bitch, like, why is James, why is he, um, why can't you, you keep him out of your mouth? And I hate to say that because it works figuratively and literally. And it sounds like a very Will Smith thing to say. But Lala, bitch, like, shut the fuck up. Y'all fucks. Like, and you know, when you met and then you fucked when you were with um, Randall and he was with Raquel, but like, shut it down. Like, stop talking about this shit. So Lala casually tells Raquel that she slept with James and that's so brutal and hurtful. It was just how she did it. Like, that's something that you call someone aside to say. You say it to them individually. But Lala said this to Raquel right in front of Katie and Raquel just had to take it because Raquel knew that 
that she was that she was not in the proper setting to get upset with Lala. She also knew like Raquel knows that Lala has always been shitty to her. And she like that was such a mean girl bullying way to tell someone, by the way, I fucked your ex fiance. It was so grimy. And Lala is really, really evil when it comes to Raquel. Like, Lala needs some therapy when it comes to Raquel. Like, Lala really hates Randall. And then she really hates Raquel, the R's. And it's really intense and unfortunate. Um, I think Lala was just jealous that Raquel got to be with James. And Raquel is also just super annoying, too. But it's too much. So then we see that um, Brock, he just... So I'm not familiar with Brock because I haven't watched the past few seasons, but Brock seems to love Sheena. I know that he apparently has has or had money issues because I listen to recaps about the show. But um, I was I had never seen Brock in interacting with Sheena and he seems to really love her. So that really warms my heart. Um, and he also has a really huge ass. So there's this one scene where he's walking and his ass looked on fire. So, um, I really, really, really love a good ass on a, on a man. And it's like, I dated someone, um, in LA before I moved. Like I could take my laptop, put it on his ass and then type emails and send them off. Like his ass is out of this world. It is just genetics. Like he is genetically gifted. Um, he does no squats, no squats, no working out. His butt is just a work of art. You know, it's like I, I remember, you know, like some people have a booty you remember. You know what I mean? And you could tell because you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's like someone, a man has a booty I remember, like, praise Jesus. Like, I'll never forget. Um, so then we see that Lala flirts with Oliver and by telling, okay, so Lala, like, bitch, I know you've been with Randall for a while, but this is not how you flirt. Lala flirts with Oliver by telling him that she's in a custody battle. And then she wonders why Oliver doesn't want to fuck her. Like, that is not an introduction that you should be giving to a man. Like, yeah, I'm in a, I have a daughter and I'm in a custody battle. <laughs> like, I mean, you are letting him know that there is going to be baby daddy drama. You are letting him know that you are dealing with a lot that you have a very young child, that he would be signing up for all kinds of bullshit. And you wonder why he didn't want to fuck you. I mean, I have never met a man who told me that he's in a custody battle that I wanted to fuck. Maybe I'd find something out, you know, you find your skeletons out later, but not to introduce yourself like, hi, my name is custody battle. So Lala, just bitch, really? So then... Oliver starts making out with Raquel on the dance floor. Raquel asks asks Schwartz if he'd like to make out. Like, Raquel, honey, um, okay. I think I need to, like, I'm going to leave my thoughts on Raquel for a separate Raquel episode. So, um, I'm just going over my notes about this season. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, Raquel. Kel also said that she loves having sex. I will also be get like I said, I need to mention this in my Raquel episode. 
Um, so then Raquel, when she's drunk, she says that Katie told her not to put aluminum in the microwave. And shout out to the um, editors of Vanderpump Rules for leaving that comment in. Because as children, we learned that you're not supposed to put aluminum in the microwave. And I have no idea why Raquel said that. It's It's odd. And maybe it ties into, just thought of it right now. If Raquel is worth $30 million and she always had handlers and help, then yeah, I guess that's a really good explanation, I guess, for not knowing why aluminum doesn't go in the microwave because she never interacted with the goddamn microwave. But it was weird. Like, what? Okay. So Katie says, which is like beyond foreshadowing, beyond um, insightful, Katie says, I'm starting to see a pattern with Raquel. She seems to only be interested in men that her her friends are either married to or interested in. And that is a big red flag to me. Shout out to Katie. Okay. Um, Girl, if you are this, if your discernment is this strong, then that makes me hopeful for your romantic future. Um, So when Lala tells Raquel... I will say, you drinking, I would never trust you around my man. Lala is looking at Raquel while she's in bed next to Christina Kelly and Katie. So again, Lala likes to say her shit when she's outnumbering Raquel. And Lala has a smirk on her face when she says this shit. She knows how mean it is to say that to someone's face. And that's why Lala said it. Like Lala will never let it go with Raquel ever, period. So Raquel tells her, thank God you don't have a man. And that infuriates Lala. Lala was like, you know what? I'm gonna shut it down. Let's go to bed. And then we see that Christina Kelly makes fun of the lights in Raquel's room And Raquel has a nervous breakdown on her drive back to Los Angeles. Um, Raquel was really never supposed to be hanging out with these bitches, honestly. Like, Raquel, like, you gotta be smarter than this. Your friends are Sheena, or were. Your friends were Sheena and Ariana. They are not Lala, and they are not Christina Kelly, and they are not Katie. So, it's just a, a... a dumb attempt to try to get in with this group that never liked you and never will, especially if Lala is a part of the group. Lala wasn't in the group. I'd say maybe there's a little hope. Um, so yeah, they were being mean girls to Raquel and everybody's saying it. And it was just a little unfortunate because Raquel has such like nervous and insecure energy that, She's a very, very easy target for pretty much anyone. So then, let's see here. Raquel calls Lala mistress, which I loved. I mean, with Lala, it's like, I feel like I need a whole episode on Lala's ass. You know, maybe I will do, I'm I'm just feeling it in this moment. I need to do separate episodes about, or I need to do a, an episode about Raquel. Um, and then I may do an episode about Lala, um, because I don't, 
I don't want to get too into it right now. I should, and but I'm like, I, I need to, I really need to pause this and go do my, and go put my clothes in the dryer right now. But I'm like, nope, I don't want to move because I know how when I move, then the audio will shift. It'll be like louder, different, or yeah, higher or lower. And I don't want to do that. Um, so, cause it'll, the volume will shift because I guess I will be further away from the mic, whatever. So moving right along, um, Raquel leaves the trip early and that was a smart decision. She has to go fuck Tom Sandoval, I guess, um, or start flirting with him, whatever. And then Lala flirts with some guys. Lala is always going for black men. And Lala has said in the past how she had a crush on 50 Cent when he first came out. Why the fuck were you with Randall, though? Randall, well, we already know why she was with Randall. Again, let me save that shit for a Lala episode where I have to I have to read Lala for fil- to fill. Um, so anyways, to filth or for filth. <laughs> I think it's to filth. It's like, I haven't heard that phrase in a, in a while. I'm going to say I have to read her to filth and for filth. How about that? So, like, all my bases are covered. Um, so anyways, um, all right. So, Raquel joins the boys' boys night. Sandoval looks excited. We know why. And then James walks out, as he should. James walking out, I felt, had very little to do with Allie. I think James was very, very hurt by Raquel. James is a very sensitive person. It's his, one of his few redeeming qualities is he is very sensitive and emotional and he was crying about Raquel dumping him. I I mean, that really hurt his ego. And so he don't want her around. Even though he has a new girlfriend, he doesn't want her around. And I respect him for being smart enough for not putting himself in environments that he's uncomfortable with just for screen time. You know, so then Lala has sex for the first time in, I think, a year and a half, if not two years. I think it's two years or so. Something like that. Because I don't know how far ahead they film. Um, And she, Lala claims that her bed was soaking wet and she says that she, she basically says that she faked orgasms with Randall their entire relationship. Because Lala says that she hasn't had an orgasm since 2016. Now, I was listening to um, someone else recapping the episode, and they were saying that they're about positive that Lala used to brag about the sex that she had with Randall. Um, Again, I will save my thoughts for a Lala episode. (laughs) Like, I think I need, like, Lala, there's a lot. There's a lot with Lala I think I need to dissect. By the way, I've never met Lala, never interviewed Lala. Um, so I'm excited for Ariana and Katie's sandwich restaurant, something um, about her sandwich, sandwich, whatever I pronounced it. Um, the name of the restaurant is Trash, and everybody's saying, oh, they should call it Better Halves. Halves. But let let her call whatever the fuck she wants to call it. It's not your restaurant, honestly. And considering how popular Vanderpump Rules is, it doesn't really matter what the name of the restaurant is. It's going to do well, especially because they're being so smart about it. They have that, um, 
Brianna or whatever her name is at the helm of the restaurant. That lady is accomplished, knows what she's doing. She's gorgeous. She's smart. They're getting investors. They're going about this the right way. Then they have all these Vanderpump rules who are going to support them simply because of what they've been through with their divorce and the cheating scandal. So hello, name it, you know, eggs if you want to. Like the restaurant is still going to thrive. Um, so Katie is refusing to cancel her hotel reservation for Sheena's wedding um, so that Sheena's bridesmaid could get the room. I understand that Katie is mad at Sheena, but I do not understand that her way of seeking revenge and being vengeful and immature and salty and bitter, I don't think this is the right way to go about settling the score with Sheena. This is a wedding um, and Sheena was a bridesmaid in Katie's wedding. And now that Katie's getting divorced, she's disinvited from the wedding or uninvited from the wedding. And she still wants to go to Mexico to be a loser and watch the wedding on a balcony, as we see. And I don't think Katie needs this type of um, the way that Katie is presenting herself. Nobody's going to agree with her on this. It like unanimously across the board. This is a situation that we could put ourselves in if we were Sheena. If And it don't even got to be a wedding. If you are throwing an event and you don't want somebody there, why are you trying to take up space that somebody I want to be there should be taking up? Like fair is fair, right is right. It's Katie, like so many VPR or Vanderpump Rules um Fans hated Katie because they thought that she mistreated Schwartz, which she didn't. They just shouldn't have been a couple. And this is not helping. Like, it's like, I feel like people were going to kind of sympathize with Katie, with um, Sheena pushing Raquel onto Schwartz, and with Katie being in pain over her divorce. But then Katie's like, uh uh uh, nobody's going to get this room. I paid for it. And they're like, okay, well, let's pay you for it. Nope, I'm going. I'm saying it's it's grimy it's so ghetto I don't know it's just I don't I need Katie to apologize for this because I just see her as so whack for this bullshit it's just it's wrong team Sheena on that one so then Sandoval is seen defending Raquel against Lala hmm hint hint wink wink cough cough like um obviously I am watching this season because of Scandal, as is everybody who's boosted the ratings and is now obsessed or just stumbling upon the series. Um, I just really, we are all looking for all the clues and the hints and the nuggets. And I think we're going to see them. Like, Sandoval defending Raquel to me was kind of that. But at the same time, I heard that um, Sandoval loves to attack Lala and Katie, so... Um, I don't know, but I do, it's, it's obvious we're in a, we're going to see clues about their affair as the seasons progress. Cannot wait, but I'm really, really, uh, this, this reunion, it needs to be a 10 part reunion. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it needs to be a 10 part special bitch. 
I also agree with the people who said it should be live. I want unedited. I want nothing removed from this goddamn reunion that they are filming in Los Angeles as I speak. So then Raquel says that she'll, um, Raquel goes up to Lala because now Raquel has her, you know, maybe man Sandoval there and she's in a bigger group setting. So all of a sudden Raquel has some balls because Raquel, you know, asked James if he fucked Lala. He said he did. So then Raquel walks up to Lala and says, that she'll never be friends with Lala because Lala has mistress bimbo vibes. <laughs> and I mean, she does have mistress vibes because that's who Lala is. But the mistress bimbo combo, I love it. Raquel, I mean, Lala was making fun of her for saying bimbo, but it don't matter if that people don't really say that word that much anymore. We all know what it means. Um, so Raquel says that she feels like she's leveled up since her Havasu, Havasu trip and she has always wanted people to like her, but now she, you know, stood up to Lala. And I think I'm, I'm team Raquel on this. Like Lala, you a mistress ass bitch. Um, I'm sorry. That's kind of who you are. And, but you can't, you get mad when people say it though. Like it's, it's dumb. It's like facts are facts, bitch. So um, Sheena says, Sheena then goes up to Schwartz because she's pissed that Katie doesn't want to um, let her bridesmaid have her hotel room. So Sheena tells Schwartz, your ex-wife is pathetic. I don't want her energy around me at all. And again, team Sheena on this. Team Sheena. Katie really didn't like how I heard Katie on... um, a podcast on Lala's podcast saying that she really didn't like that Sheena called her your ex-wife, but she could call her whatever the fuck she wants. She's pissed and she has every right to be pissed. Um, so then Schwartz tells Sheena that he'll tell Katie that they'll get back together. <laughs> they'll get back together with her. I mean, ugh, I don't know. There's something... I love that about Schwartz. Like, it is the most effed up wrong thing to do if, like, Katie bought into that. But it's also genius. So he's basically saying, I'll tell Katie, like, let's be together so that Katie will be in his room so that it'll free up Katie's room. I mean, I don't know. Schwartz, that made me like him because it's just, it's wild. What a wild suggestion. What a fucked up thing to do. Um, So then Raquel tells him, don't sell your soul. And then Ariana says she, that she's going to ask Katie, what's your prize? And Katie is upset that Schwartz didn't defend her because he shouldn't, bitch. And she storms out and the episode ends. And it's like, Katie keeps giving the fans who don't like Katie a reason to dislike her. This episode, she put herself in the worst light. Like, she really needs to re... um. Would not no. She needs to really try to restore her image in the reunion and next season because she just looks ridiculous. Um, the mid-season trailer dropped, and it was some of the like I watched the trailer maybe eight times. I probably watched it five times on my phone. Then I watched it twice, um, or two or three times after watching the episode on Peacock and I, I, um, you know, 
basically rewatched all of the episodes, like fast forwarded through all of the, the episodes so that I could do record this podcast episode. Um, Cause I looked for things online. It was taking me too long. I was like, no, 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 let me just fast forward through it myself. Now this mid season trailer, like I feel like it should be up for an Emmy because they have this effing music in the trailer that is so moving and engrossing. It's the score. Can we talk about the score of this trailer? Like, it was so good. And so we see, you know, footage that was shot, obviously, during the show. And then we see the footage that we were getting or that was filmed after Scandal. So just a few weeks ago, they picked up cameras again, said, we are filming the shit out of this scandal. Um, so then we see Sheena say, I was just, I had so much rage in me. And Sheena is talking about when she punched Raquel in the face, allegedly. I have, I, I'm standing Sheena so hard for that. If Sheena punched Raquel in the face, like, I have to stand. I'm a new fan. Sheena, I really, really do enjoy her in person. Um, but if she punched Raquel, like, it's next level for me. Mad respect. <laughs> Um, so we see that and then we see, um, Ariana yelling at Tom and they took the clip of Ariana yelling at Tom out of what they show on television, but it's online. So Ariana is yelling at Tom and they mute what she's saying and she is so pissed. Oh, I'm like, I have to know what she's saying to this man. I just have to, cannot wait. And, um, she says, you don't deserve one hear from me I agree and then Tom is in the kitchen and he asks Ariana is there anything you want and she goes for you to die um again I have to stand I have to stand I already started this episode off by talking about how I enjoyed Ria or sorry enjoyed Ariana in person like I have to stand um also, some really great Ariana news. She has been cast in a movie with Megan Good that will air on Lifetime. Ariana's glow up has already begun. Ariana is gorgeous. Ariana. Ariana is gorgeous. And as much as in the trailer that's online and not with a show on TV, like Tom says, we only have sex four times a year. And she goes, well, it's hard for me to have sex with a stranger. Guess what? Ariana is sexual, though. Ariana swings both ways. She's beautiful. She's stunning. I, when this woman is out here dating, woo, or just having her fun, so, so, so excited for Ariana. Um, and honestly, I, I feel like I can see Ariana getting married and having kids. I think, like, Tom Sandoval was the problem. I think a small part of Ariana, maybe in the back of her head, was like, this guy is a joke. Um, or at least I that's because I'm projecting but I just regardless I see really really good things in Ariana's future and you know that is really the silver lining here she would have been done stayed with Sandoval had it not been for Raquel being a hoe so she really owes a lot to Raquel just like JLo owes a lot to um the girls that a-Rod was apparently flirting with um, because then now she's back with Ben Affleck. So it's like sometimes it takes a home wrecking hoe to give you a whole new life, to give you your glow up, you know? Um, so then lastly, 
we see sorry about that oh my gosh all right turns out i had to step away i said i didn't want to do that so then sometimes my volume is a little higher lower but anyway that is my um Vanderpump Rules recap and review as far as my episodes on Raquel and the Scandal and Lala. Those will come out next week. I will record those next week because it's already midday and <laughs> I'm doing laundry and I need to give myself a break, but they're coming next week, y'all. Um, as I said, this podcast is is branching out. It's no longer just P-Valley content. And um, as far as I know, though, I think I'll keep it named P-Valley Podcast for now at least. Um, But I'm branching out and then I'm doing more episodes because of the Spotify recaps (laughs) at the end. Um, But I also want to start doing some interviews as well. Um, But we'll see. We will see. What this little, I will do with this little labor of love. Um, Shout out to y'all. Love y'all. And, um, you know, Vanderpump Hive, stand up. I know some of you guys who watch P-Valley have fucked with Vanderpump Rules. And if not, the people who stumble across this podcast will have acted with Vanderpump Rules. So, um, yeah, I'm... I don't I don't know what to do with myself when it comes to this reunion, but trust and believe I will be covering the shit out of the fucking reunion. Um, All right. Love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. I mean, yes, I'll either record the other episodes down, release them next week, or I'll record them over the next like five days because it's just going to take me too much time because I do like to leave the timestamps. For when I talk about um, certain things in the episode. Because it's really funny when I look at my stats. Like people do tend to jump around. And um, based upon what I'm talking about. And and those timestamps are dope. I know I appreciate them in every single podcast that I listen to that does them. So I want to do that for y'all. And that's why I try to as much as I can. So to record other episodes and then listen to them to do the timestamps. Not going to happen. Um this week but yes i have a lot to say about this in case you can't tell i have a lot to say about this i hope you enjoyed it and i'll talk to you soon bye